Hey guys, welcome to the Up and Down Show with Daniel. And Yupendo. We are back with a brand new episode. Hey Daniel. Hi Yupendo, how you doing? I'm actually good. How are you doing? Doing very well. You, you know, it's always interesting. I, we kind of start with the same greeting every time, but it's because we don't do this on a weekly basis, at least not yet. We're trying to move toward maybe doing a live show one day, Upenda. What do you yes, think about that? Yes, a live show and also moving to virtual. You know, that that is our goal. That is our goal. But until we get to that, we're actually doing this like every three weeks or so. So I haven't seen you in like a month. I know. I mean, actually, I've seen you, but I That's haven't true. seen you in person. That is true. I've seen you on that virtual screen. I know. The I know. perpetual Zoom meetings that I we know. are all part of. I know. Uh, how but, over Zoom are you? Um. Well, I will tell you this. Um, if I don't ever have to do Zoom again, I would be okay. Right. I actually miss being in the room with people. Amen. I miss being in the room with people. I miss, I actually miss letters. I'm going to start communicating with letters. I'm not even emails, just letters just and letters. courier pigeons. That's how I'm going to start doing my business. <laughs> I know it just, you know, it, it brings back the, the idea that when you're in person, you have a better connection with people. I don't seem to have great connections through Zoom. In fact, my face shows it all, like when I'm bored, when I'm doing other things. Um, so I I can do without Zoom. Yeah, I, I, I can do without Zoom today. And actually, it just made me think, um, wasn't planning on sharing this, but my dear friend, Michelle Soro, who I talk about all the time. I love you, Michelle. Hey, I cannot Michelle. wait to meet you. Uh, Michelle has a great online business uh, about how to use um, products like Zoom more effectively. And she has a class coming up. I saw that and I'm going to try to catch that show, uh, Michelle. And maybe I'll, and I'll actually share the resource on our page as well, um, to helping people be more um, effective and engaging with Zoom. You got to bring your personality to the camera. You can't just stand there the way yes. you are in an in in-person meeting. You yes. got to you got to up it a little bit. Well, that is true. Well, the positive to Zoom, you don't necessarily have to be dressed from the bottom down. <laughs> 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 like today, I'm wearing sweats today. I was like, you know what? Mm -mm. I, I did some exercise earlier today. I was feeling real comfortable. Okay. Took my time getting here. Oh, so I'm wearing sweats today. So, so there, yeah. are, there are benefits. There to the are benefits. Zoom. And then when you are truly zoning out, you can actually go to your picture on Zoom instead of being live. It's like, I'm going to the bathroom. I'm going to eat. I'm, you can do everything and still be present. Please. Go to your picture, your 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 name card when you go to the restroom on Zoom. <laughs> Did you see the one um, meme this week with the uh, one woman who walked behind her son? Yes, that was that. That was actually oh it was gosh. a live Zoom um, class for school and his Underage, mom, like maybe kindergarten, first grade at the oldest. Yes, and the teacher is like, get out of the, the who shower. Who that lady? Who that lady there? Terrell, turn off your camera. <laughs> It was hysterical. But the, yeah. even the funnier thing with that, if you looked at all the um, little boys in it, every single one of them had an issue. One boy was knocked out. <laughs> he was sitting there, the teacher was giving a... <laughs> and the other boy was all curled up in his bed <laughs> in kindergarten class. <laughs> I swear to God. I mean, just COVID has really messed up our society. Got mama walking naked <laughs> <laughs> she forgot that her son was in class. That's basically what happened. Oh, she was like, oh, goodness. let me just get this and not realize that she is full <laughs> on naked in the kindergarten class, okay? <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, well, welcome back, Yupenda. It's so nice to be here today. 
Uh, and today we're going to talk about some some current events. Current events are things that's actually happening right now that's been talked about. Yeah, um, so not not current events, but things that are happening now. Yeah, things that are happening now. <laughs> that's, that's not the same thing. Current events are things that are well, happening well, now. Well, things that, that is present, <laughs> that's trending. That's another way to say it. <laughs> okay, not current events, but things that are trending. <laughs> <laughs> you, you see this, right? You see how... The- Okay, but anyway, I do want to talk about, have you heard about the movie called Cuties? Yes, I have. And I'm sure you all have heard about it as well. I've heard about it. Not only have I heard about it, but I watched it last night because I knew you were going to bring this show up. I, you know, I have to tell you, Cuties actually came out about a month ago um, on Netflix, but it actually has been on, um, it was released late last fall in Europe. So mm-hmm. it's been out for a while and it's won some awards in Europe. Uh, well, and, and the Sundance, it, which is in America, is one of the greatest um, prestigious awards you can get in filmmaking. It won the International Award in Sundance this past January, not yes, too long ago. Yeah, so it, it was, you know, the reason why I watched it is that I heard all this buzz about this this movie. Mm-hmm. And the buzz that I was hearing, I thought it was a documentary, number one. I did too. Yeah. I, when I first heard it, I thought, oh my gosh, they're actually profiling these young ladies and, and sort of the over-sexualization of young girls. Yes, that's exactly what it's about. It's a movie about the sexualization of young girls. And I thought it was a documentary, but it actually is a movie. Um, but here's why it's trending this week. The grand jury in Tyler County, Texas. So to our Texas fans. Of course, Texas. Although my (laughs) my mom lives in Texas now, so I'm kind of a Texas family. That's so weird. But still, damn, Texas. Yes. um, (laughs) In Texas, what's going on in in Texas? Texas, um, they accused Netflix of promoting lewd visual material depicting child pornography. Oh, my. Okay. All right. With this movie. And so they are actually um, trying to indict Netflix. And from what I understand, with with all of the um, groups that are trying to um, deal with human trafficking, sexual exploitation of kids, they're all saying that this actually has some legs. Really? That, that they actually might be able to have some sort of penalties towards yes. Netflix? Because also what was trending a few weeks ago was cancel Netflix. We, we've done a show on the whole cancel, cancel culture, culture, right? And yes. um, So yeah, this show has absolutely hit that button um, in America that seems to get hit like every five years or so. Maybe maybe not even that often. Maybe every 10 years. Like with a movie that just gets under the, 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 the fiber of our very provincial American American yes. culture, right? Where we, we, where sex is something that is, first of all, so taboo in this country. Yes. I, and so again, when I watched the movie, I immediately thought it was a documentary and I was blown away because I actually called you and I was like, yeah. oh my goodness, this was actually a very good movie. And it, I watched it with the lens of looking for sexual exploitation. Yeah. I didn't see any. I saw that it was a movie really sharing what can happen mm-hmm. when we talk about sexual exploitation. Um, and my question to you. Okay. Yes. See, I have questions for All you today. Right. All right. I have, I have answers. Let's go. How different is this movie from Taxi Driver? 
It's it's um it's 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 not it's not I that's I I wasn't sure if you were going to make that reference. Yes, Taxi Driver is absolutely. I I think that was Jodie Foster. That was Jodie Foster. She was playing a twelve-year-old prostitute. Yes, and yes. it was in sexual exploitation. It could be considered sexual exploitation. And she had a um, very tight um top in, in the early seventies. Very revealing um wardrobe outfit. outfit absolutely. Yes. Yeah, so I, I don't think it's it's much different. I, I think okay. the one. Okay, go ahead. I have another question. All right. How different is it from Pretty Baby? It's not. I, now, Pretty Baby, I actually think, is more risque and and, and controversial. And, and still, actually not a great movie. I was going to say a great movie. Have you, have you seen Pretty, Pretty Baby? <laughs> I haven't seen Pretty, Pretty Baby ba- It's an years. interesting movie. It's an interesting time step because that's a, a movie from the 80s. Right? No, that's from the 70s. It was a late 70s. Late 70s. And it's about um, Brooke Shields. Brooke Shields is in that movie. And she is a 12-year-old. Yes, prostitute in new orleans absolutely and she was 12 years old yes in that movie in that movie and i know for these girls in cuties they were older no 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 uh well yeah the two the two the the main girl was 14 when she filmed the movie when she filmed but they're playing they're playing 11 years yeah but i'm thinking like the whole actress yes oh i see so an older actress playing a younger actress oh i see what you're saying but um brooke shields was actually um 12 12 years years old old when she filmed it which is a good um clarification because in the movie cuties they're actually preteen. The the focus yeah. is preteen pubescent girls. Um, and like you're saying, the actresses that played in the movies, they played, they're actually older, but played younger type. Yeah, so, I mean, they're still 14 and I, I have nieces. That's the thing for me uh, is that it just kept bringing me back to um, my nieces. And, and so uh, if you have another question, go for I, it. I do. Go so how different is this movie from Blue Lagoon? Um, this movie is more risque than Blue Lagoon, if you ask me. I, you I, think I, yeah, so? yeah. No, no. If you're asking me if I think the movie is appropriate or inappropriate, that's a different question. But if you if you're talking about that spectrum of a provocativeness of showing sexuality and, and allowing young actors to play sexuality, which is the controversy, I think um, Blue Lagoon. There's it's to me was more innocence. And and oh, this is good. Our yeah. first really cat fight. For, for this season. <laughs> this is a light cat fight. But uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I think that Blue Lagoon was, there was such innocence in the two characters not understanding what sexuality was. So they were just being. They happened to be nude. They happened to be nude because that's how they were. And and throughout the movie, they start to understand sexuality. She has her period. They end up having sex. They're underage. But it's not, it's A, not gratuitous, gratuitous nor is it um, hypersexualized because there's such innocence and discovery in Blue Lagoon. That's what, for me, is so beautiful okay, about that Okay, so movie. I'm going to disagree. I think in Cuties, there is that innocence. That's what the whole movie, in my opinion, is about, is the young, um, the, the, the lead character, her innocence, because she is, I, I'm going to try not to do what I normally do, is give away movie. <laughs> no, no, no. Actually, I was going to do a disclaimer. I don't think we can talk about this movie without, so if you ain't seen the movie, you might want to pause, because <laughs> we can't talk about this movie without doing some... Um, some giveaways. Yes, yeah, so, 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 so go for so, it. So the lead... You've uh, been warned. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the lead, there, there's an innocence in the lead. She is a Nigerian who is now in England. She's and actually Senegal. If we're gonna, I, w- I don't want people calling us. Oh, She's yeah, from Senegal. Senegal. I'm sorry. The, the West, West Africa. I had West, to look it up. Okay. I didn't know where Senegal was. Well, She's from Africa. Now she's living in England and she is um, now the innocence of being coming to a culture where social media is 
it's very much real. And, and she's trying to fit in. So, you know, when you were in middle school trying to fit in. Oh, gosh, yes. And there's, that's why I think there's that innocence. She, yeah. she has no idea the rabbit hole that she is going down by use of the, the, the phone and, and learning about her sexuality, learning the power. And there's innocence mm-hmm. in that, too. Oh, 100%. You know, she learns through her innocence that she has power in her own sexuality. And that's I think that's probably what's challenging to m- most of the people that's talking about the sexual exploitation, mm. because there is a scene that really it kind of is like. <gasps> but then that innocence of her realizing her power. And not realizing that then her power then comes back on her to bite her. Yes, I, I, I agree. But that whole arc of the character, um, innocence is such a a, a critical um, element of the story. Oh, so yes. I, I, I agree with you that the innocence is there. Yes. Um, there were moments in the movie that mm-hmm. I was uncomfortable. Tell me. There were moments, and I'm not saying that I disapprove of the movie, mm-hmm. nor do I think that um, it should be getting all of this um, negative press. Yes. Um, and I want to talk about that in a second. Probably we're going to come up on a break, and okay. maybe we can talk about that um, in the beginning of the next um, segment. But yeah, the moment that when when she first when she's auditioning for the the group, and yes. they're like, "Oh, you can't dance, you yes. can't dance," and then and she does it, and they're not impressed, and then. It's a pause, and it's where that movie finally goes to where they want to go, yes. where she starts to show them hypersexualized moves that even they hadn't thought about. Yes, and she gets on the ground and, and she starts doing some of those very sort of stripper moves. And when that happened, I, I for a moment felt really uncomfortable. But that's the point of the movie. I think that, yeah, that's the yes. point. But so so there is the point of the movie. Is it art? And then there's also the, as a man, has having young nieces, watching a young actress, ooh, like, would I let my daughter do that movie? I think that's where America is right now. It's, it's should we allow our, our um, young people to watch this movie? So Not it, just watch it, but to film it. Like, to have these young 14-year-old girls conduct themselves in a way on screen, I, it was, I, I understand how people would be uncomfortable with that. I, yeah, I would too. But then the reality of this movie, and this is where I, I kind of go back to, well, they're actually the the director, the, the writer of this movie. This is actually what young people are doing. Oh, a hundred percent. So I, I think there's an awareness there that we need to take into context that they are actually just presenting it to, for the whole world to see. Yeah. And that point of the arc that you're talking about, you know, it goes back to the mean girl syndrome that young girls go through. The only reason she goes into that mode is because they are um, criticizing her. So her way of having power is to up one on them by showing them these moves that they had no idea to put into there. And then they, now she becomes the coin. It is an amazing movie when it comes to telling the the story about power and sexual power. So you, you recommend this movie and for people, you don't think that um, people should be protesting this movie. Well, let's go to break first and then we will come back to it. We'll be right back. Yes. Hey, Daniel. Hey, Yupenda. How are you today? I'm doing great. But you know what, Yupenda? We need sponsors for this show. Absolutely. Especially during this time where you're hearing our voices right now. This could be you. It could be them, but it's not. 
but it could be them. You can sell your product, your business, or your service. Or any dang thing else you'd like to sell. But first, you got to contact us. How can they get in touch with us, They Yupenda? can contact us at theupanddownshow at gmail.com. Is that all one word, you um, Oh Yes, it's one word. Theupanddownshow at gmail.com. So if you have a product, a business, or service, or any damn thing else you want to share with our audience, <laughs> please contact us at where? Theupanddownshow at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, guys. So, Daniel, um, this movie, Cuties, mm-hmm. um, the lead character, which I have to tell you all, she is absolutely stunning. She is beautiful. She, and, you know, that's interesting. I was watching it just last night. And um, when you watched it, did you read the subtitles because it was in French? No, I did not. You turned it to English. Yes. So I, I, I always forget you can do that. So that's, first of all, a little tip to y'all. Um, if you're watching Netflix, often you can turn the language to, to English, English so you don't have to read the subtitles. But, you know, halfway through, I realized I'm listening to these silly American accents and I wanted to hear the um, French accents. Mm-hmm. And so I put it back to French for the last half of it. And, you know, I loved it even more because really? she was her, and hearing her voice and her beauty and seeing like that African culture and mixed with the French culture and yeah. Yeah, she, she's a beautiful woman. Yes, and and young girl. <laughs> yeah, definitely young girl. Yeah. But the but the movie is really um a a, a reveal about our our young girls. Yeah, and that was yeah my big takeaway was again I actually would recommend the movie. I don't think that it deserves the bad press it's getting, but you have to go into the movie knowing you're going to be challenged. And I think to me, it was it's a cautionary tale to yes. parents, to parents and adults about the reality of what's happening on um when you're not when your kids aren't around. When your kids are not around and you are not uh, managing their um uh, social media yeah. because that's a piece of of this movie is um this young beautiful girl who is now inundated with a culture that is all about social media now that she's in England or London. I forget which town or country she's in. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, she's They're in Paris. We, <laughs> we. Oui, oui. I haven't watched the movie in a while. <laughs> Damn. Netflix. <laughs> New York. (laughs) Which makes sense that she's from Senegal because most Senegalese go to Paris. Is that right? Yes. Okay, now now I'm back on. Um, But to to know that she is now inundated with this new culture and she's trying to fit in. She is, again, preteen, trying to fit in in this new school and she wants to fit in. She doesn't want to be standing on a wall. She really wants to fit in. And there is a scene in the movie when she finally discovers what power she has and she goes from dressing like a a nice innocent 11 year old to dressing like someone just walked off a runway okay (laughs) so you've been in in an effort to move away from the movie and to dig a little deeper into our lives do you think this hypersexualization of young ladies is something new to our culture and to to just 
being human, being on this earth? Um, no, to answer your question, no, I, I don't think so. I think what's different is that it is more um, in our face yeah. because of social media. Yes. But I think it's always been that way in our culture, the um, the glorification or the sexual exploitation, not glorification, the sexual exploitation of young girls. Yeah. I mean, think about it, you know, modeling. Most young girls start modeling 11, 12. Their faces are already put up with makeup and hair. And so, well, I'm going to go even deeper. Okay. How about, I mean, okay, I'm, I'm using that I, as an example. Gonna, I'm going to model it for me. I'm going to use that example. I was experimenting. With Ooh. My Lord. Ooh. Granny, close <laughs> your ears. I was experimenting with my own sexuality through photographs. I mean, it was way before internet, right? But with using a Polaroid camera, and there is a story that I won't tell. Oh my goodness, I cannot believe I'm saying this on camera. You are. But there... <laughs> cannot believe I'm sharing this. All I will tell you is that it was a Polaroid camera, a um, a puppet monkey, and <laughs> myself. TMI. <laughs> and, TMI. But, and I was probably 11 years old. And I took some pictures and mom found them. <laughs> Sorry, mom. <laughs> but my point is that I think children are are naturally, once they start to understand sexuality, it's, it's it, unless you come to them and explain it to them, it's something that they're going to research and investigate themselves. And it's just so much easier now. Oh, it's, it's so much easier now. And, and it's easier to get really, really bad information. That's what's really happening. Um, to your point, I, I think that um, when we were growing up or even prior to that, you know, definitely um, development as young people develop, we're curious that was curiosity that you were experiencing. <laughs> it was curiosity. But now the danger is that curiosity Comes in this world goes from inside to, to the outside. outside. And that so that scene where she again, we're giving away some plot twist, but I think it, it's 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 go watch the damn movie. <laughs> we're going to talk about it is when she takes the pictures picture of her private part yes. and then post it on social media. Yes. And her not understanding mm. Um, the repercussions to her reputation. She thinks it's power. Yes. And, and even her friends end up sort of turning against her. So, but that made me think of another um, current uh, film that everyone's talking about, yes. a documentary called um, Social Dilemma. Oh my goodness. Which really starts to unpack the impact of, of our um, social media, things like Facebook and Instagram and even Pinterest um, and how they are getting into our Snapchat. psyche and how they're taking, how we're making decisions based off of these machines and algorithms that psychologically, we don't even understand how social media has taken over our behaviors. Yeah. And, and the one thing that I took away, I actually like you watch Cuties last night. Uh -huh. I actually watched Social oh, Dilemma. Oh, you did watch it? I did. Oh, that's yes, awesome. I watched Social okay, Dilemma. That was actually a phony. I was actually, I was <laughs> testing that. I hate in talk shows when they know what they're going to talk about. Like, oh, really? <laughs> so I tried that, but it felt false. If we I, will no. never, ever do no, that. We will I knew never, she ever watched know. it, but we haven't talked about it. No, we haven't talked about it. So last night while you were watching Cuties, I actually watched you Social Dilemma. You did your homework. I did my homework bing, and bing, I watched bing, bing, Social bing. Dilemma. Okay. But this is the what I took away. I mean, it, you have to watch this. Um, it's scary once you really see what they're talking about and, and, and you're like, wow. But also the the what uh, what initially was the opportunity 
in social media, this new technology. It was really for us to use it as a tool. Yeah, well, let's take a step back. Um, and, and so it was meant to be a tool, but let's talk about Social Dilemma, just briefly, sort of what the documentary is about. So so the documentary and it, what I took away from the documentary was that it was, you know, um, tech people who have left these major, major tech companies because they were challenged. And these are not like little flunkies. These were like the vice, heads yeah, of vice departments presidents. and heads of products. Yeah, directors, vice presidents that that really were the driving force for what these social media platforms look like today. Like, you know, one of the guys was like the lead on tagging and understanding the power of tagging. They yes. knew that tagging was going to exponentially engage people more that they couldn't turn their head away. Yes. So it's all about um, not simply getting you on the screen for um, advertisers, but also your for friends. you to invite your friends on. Right. And so if someone tags you, you're going to look at their picture. They knew that. And if you someone and you know someone's not on Facebook, you're going to say, hey, get on Facebook. I just tagged you. And so it's a way for them to create momentum yes. in the enrollment and use of that whole system. Yeah. And it goes back to my point. I think the idea from, you know, when this whole tech, you know, um, technology happened with us communicating um, via these these platforms, it was really to be used as a tool to engage and communicate and socialize. Right. Not knowing that through what they need to make money. Let's be clear. This is a money business. It is a money business. We think it's free. That was the part uh, yes. that got to me. They're like, these fr nothing is it's free. free. Nothing, nothing is always free. always have to remember that, right? Nothing, nothing is, free. is free. Nothing is free. But that's so true. Like at the end of the day, it's all about the money. And so we think that it was used, this was created for us to use as a tool. But in actuality, they created this to basically um, make us addicted to social media, to manipulate us and use our own psychology against us for yes, money. Yes. I mean, it's really that simple. It's it's util utilizing our own psychology. And let me give you an example of that. So I actually love beautiful dresses. Okay. And every now and then I may be looking at some beautiful dresses that I know I can't afford because I'm on a budget. Um, but when I start looking at dresses for the next 48 hours, I'm inundated with these beautiful dresses. Yes, doesn't that freak you out? I mean, honestly, again- That's using as, my psychology uh, against me. Yeah, and so as someone who, and I, I have talked about it, not, not extremely openly, but I have referenced my yes. my anxiety. Um, oh my God, sometimes I will open up one of a social media app and it is literally something that I just spoke about. I know I've never searched it before. And somehow, and so I've always thought they're listening to you, right? There's some sort of <laughs> microphone. <laughs> I'm not playing, but- uh, but I actually saw a woman speak to this um, this past week on the Today Show, and she was saying that it's not necessarily that it's talking to you, but it is second-guessing your next move. Well, that was the scary part about the people that were talking on Social Dilemma. Remember, these people helped create the technology, but they said the technology is thinking way ahead of them. Yes. They, they don't even know where their technology is going. Like, they created it, but then the technology is thinking way more than they could ever have thought about. And so there goes AI. Yes. Woo! Yes. I'm going there. You know, I love AI. Oh, yes. Okay, talk about conspiracy <laughs> theories and aliens and all this other gone, girl. <laughs> no, but when I say artificial intelligence, that goes to the point of when if you you have to watch social dilemma number one yeah. but when you're listening to them talk it's scary it wasn't just one or two that said that they created this technology and it is actually thinking well above and more than they could ever think about yeah I more actually, than one of the tech 
giant said that. So I, I have a, uh, a personal story in, in this is that my grandmother is now on social media uh, and using Facebook after like a decade of us telling her to get on and she's finally realized she can actually keep track of mm -hmm. us and, and, and see what family's doing because we don't call her enough. Um, and she is recently, she um, called me just this week and she says, tamale pie. Yes, I'm her tamale pie. Uh, <laughs> she, tamale. Says, <laughs> she says, tamale pie. Well, how come I don't see you anymore? I, I'm no, I'm not your, I'm not um, following you anymore. And I was like, grandma, yes, you are. You are. I'm just not at the top of your feed because you have more friends. And first of all, she says, well, you're not my friend here. <laughs> my grandson. I was like, Grandma, but I'm your friend. I, you are not my friend. I was like, Grandma, you got to just accept this. But my whole point is she is starting to, the algorithms are starting to predict her next move. And so she's starting to get a lot of um, feed um, from Baha'is and, and different oh. sort of, and Persian men. And so she's getting all these friend requests from Persian men. And she says, if they were good Persian men, Granny, she said if they were Stop. good, if they were good person, then they would not be friending a woman they don't know. And you're right, Grandma. They're robots from from <laughs> Russia. So stay away from Persian men just on social media. You can talk to them in person. Accept their friendship, Granny. But please. that's those algorithms are now messing with my grandma. And my grandma, because she's new to social media, doesn't understand that. And so she's sort of thinking that these are just people trying to, it's like it's it's bizarre. And also she's now not getting her tamale pie post <laughs> because the Baha'i posts are coming, coming up, up higher me well, because that's what she follows and that's what she's interested in. Did she understand that when well, you shared that with her? I don't know if I broke it down as, as specifically as that. So grandma, I just explained it to you. <laughs> How do you understand? <laughs> <laughs> but 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 that is the you know in social dilemma they talk about um, just how that works. Again, they're using your psychology against you, and the bottom line is money for them. Which you know uh, when when and I we're gonna give it away. You just have to watch Social Dilemma. One part of the documentary, <laughs> I'm over it now. Yeah, I'm totally you know over what? it. Just know um, when we talk about a show, we gonna tell you. <laughs> yeah, most of the time I try not to because Daniel always warns me, but he's like, just let it go. Yeah. Um, but in the dilemma, they they show. I don't know if it was the Google um, network, but they show a network that is basically like two and a half square miles of computers. So my, you don't remember that? I, I don't remember like that. They yeah, went I saw, I, below, like a week or two ago. Yeah, I they went it. below and it was like two and a half square miles, nothing but computers and wires. And I, these supercomputers, these huge supercomputers. Was that real or was it just? No, no, it, it was, was real. real. They, I, they I went down. The, it was real. And okay. I, I said, I, I was watching this last night with someone else. And, and I was like, how do they know where the wires go? <laughs> <laughs> that would suck to be the wire guy, right? <laughs> Here, I got the pink one. I got the pink one. Where's the blue one go? <laughs> I said, oh God, I said, Sure, that wasn't just like a no, dramatization. No, that wasn't a dramatization. Oh my it, god! Do you still have? I, this is a totally off off subject, but I just saw a meme recently that said, "I am still 
<laughs> holding on to my cable wires because someday someone's going to ask me to plug in my Nokia and my, my <laughs> Ethernet cable. Like, <laughs> I, I have a whole basket of wires yeah. and cables and things that I will never, ever use. Oh, the technology is outdated. I, I don't know. But, <laughs> so but going but no. How do they know where the wires are? No, seriously. How do they know? And I say this because in, in the, the social dilemma, there is a drama dramatization that's happening as well as you're listening from the tech guys who are sharing their experiences. Uh -huh. But the one of the guys takes you down and that's the first thing. There were so many computers and so many wires. I was like, how do oh they know? Goodness. So okay. this is kind of terrifying. We're coming up on a break. Uh, and this is probably good because I need to go chill. I need to go take a Xanax. <laughs> we'll be right back. Bye, guys. <laughs> Hi, this is Yupenda from the Up and Down Show. If you're listening to my voice, guess what? This could be you. Well, not you, but your business, your product, your service. We would love to share with our audience all that you have to offer. So here's your opportunity to sponsor the Up and Down Show. Please contact us at the Up and Down Show, all one word at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Daniel, I, I, I'm really not happy with you nor Greg right now. Y'all are laughing at me. I mean, seriously, don't laugh at me when I talk I'm just, about. I'm just okay, but but you. I see. You might be so. You might be right. You might be I'm right. I'm just saying, you know, in social dilemma, they go down downstairs. Okay. And there is nothing but these silver computers with all these wires. So we're going to go back. We're going to watch it. And we're going to make, I will bet. You want to bet money? $5. That is no, dramatization. We're, we're no, gonna no, we're going to bet something. We, damn it, we're going to bet something. Because we're going to go, after we're done recording this, go up and we're going to watch that scene. And you think it's a real footage of wires. The guy, wires taking over. Fact, taking over the social fact, media. Tristan Harris is the guy who, who oh, brings look, us down. She acts like she just came up with that. We just looked it up during the break. <laughs> but, oh, that was Tristan guy. Harris. Oh, yeah, Tristan, my buddy Tristan. Yes, yes. That, but that is the guy I was talking yes, Tristan about. Harris. He was the guy that took us downstairs to show us all these computers. <laughs> so, but but what's cool about Tristan, your buddy Tristan, is uh, he's cute. He is, he is he's like in a nerdy, beautiful, yeah, but sexy it, way. Can I say something before you say that? Go. So, the, when I watched Social Dilemma last night, the one thing that, um, kind of challenge my spirit. Oh, Lord. What, um, what challenge your spirit, girl? <laughs> I mean, the entire thing about how social media works and these platforms, but even more from the perspective of being a minority, mm. everyone that was... Um, talking that brought their stories to this documentary, they were not African-Americans. There was minority in, with regards to Asian well, and, Asians, Indian, yeah, and yeah, Indians. Yeah. Um, but I really sat there, even in the audience when he was doing, I guess, a TED talk. I, I really was like, where are the minorities coming up in tech 
in, in tech land. Yeah, that that is a uh, it is a very um. See it's how a, it's I a, threw that ball to it, you. You did throw that ball <laughs> to me. There is a a, a woman in Overtown, um, Felicia Felicia Hatcher, who actually is working on this. Her whole mission um, with Code Fever is the name of her organization is to introduce the tech world to the African American community, um, specifically African American women, young mm-hmm. young girls, to get them into the tech world. Because let let's be clear, um, it's not targeted to that population. So there hasn't been a lot of momentum, but I think that's changing. But there's still um, racist and sexist um, culture within the tech world, and they know it. Very, The women are treated abysmally. Bis- yeah, horribly. absolutely. But one of the, the conversations that happened in the documentary, which again, it just blew my mind, was like, you know, how is it that there's 30 white males in a room creating technology for people who don't look like them and directing traffic about how they live. That is not okay. Yeah. That is not okay. That is not. See, we can literally talk about anything and bring it back to social justice. <laughs> <laughs> that is our superpower. Yes, it's like, I was like, duh, they are sitting in a room that don't look like me and they're probably saying, she's going to like that blue dress right there. Watch. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Oh my God. Why did I, I turned on, okay, I'm, I'm sharing lots of personal information today. You need to share more stuff. No. We're digging, we're digging this season. Um, but I, I, digging. I've lost hearing in my left ear. Yeah. Yeah. And I keep waiting for it to come back. I swear to God, it's, it's, it's not organic. It, it's something I just think my tube is <laughs> It's going to come back, but you've been to why do I turn on Instagram? Why do I have these hearing aid ads? <laughs> My Instagram is full of hearing aid ads. This man's like, you ain't getting that hearing aid, bro. <laughs> you better get that hearing aid, boy. <laughs> it ain't coming back. <laughs> I said, and also, why is my Instagram full of snoring? Like, I, I'm paranoid now that I actually have a snoring problem because you every do. I meant to tell you do, that. Do I? Do I like literally. I am terrified that I have. I have, I have a all of a, a sudden snoring. You know why you you snore? Because you have hearing it. <laughs> I start, I'm all of my ads are hearing aids and snoring apps <laughs> and sleep apnea. I don't uh, know. I don't know. I don't know. Well, that's that's what happens when you are tapped into social media and they listen to you to know what's wrong with you to send you, you know, all these 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 things that that's you all need. Right. My Xanax is kicking in. <laughs> but oh. anyway, going back to social dilemma to wrap social dilemma up. So yep. Tristan Harris is is primarily the lead in this documentary because he's. Um, brought up quite often. There's other people brought up as well. Yes, he is. Um, oh, let me talk about my other. Oh, I need glasses now. <laughs> <laughs> I am literally age 47 is when I'm breaking. <laughs> All of this has happened this year. Oh uh, yes, yeah, so Tristan Harris, he has his own um, podcast now yes. that is called Your Undivided Attention. And yeah, he worked for Google for three years and he was the Google design ethics um, leader. And he saw that the industry just didn't care about ethics, even though no. he was bringing it to his attention. He wrote this beautiful um, email to all of the oh, Google Oh yeah, staff. I remember and that. All, and they all went, oh my God, he's on to something. This is not right. We need to have some 
protocols Protocols, around this and everybody was excited about it until it got to the top yeah and well and then they just stopped talking about it yeah and it was just squashed yes and so he actually left the industry and created his own sort of business and role um to monitor the ethics of social media so thank you tristan so my big question to you Upenda. yes are you getting off social media you know um i will share this so um i have not been on Facebook like I used to. I, I think anybody who follows me will agree that I'm rarely on Facebook. And when I am, I probably on Facebook really to post our show right now or post something about the work I'm doing in um, Lincoln Park. I am on Instagram more often Thank than you. Facebook. No, no, I'm okay. gonna yeah. So, so I think now that what I know, what I know, um, probably will start backing off. Now I have become addicted. I hate to say this. <laughs> I'm addicted to Twitter. You are addicted to Twitter. You are, and you're like one of those silent poke. You don't post anything. You just seek. You I just do. in there because every once in a while, you tend to like this. I like because <laughs> like, I don't use Twitter. I don't understand Twitter. But I'm happy that you are recognizing that. I do. You know, you know what you just reminded me of? You know, in addiction, they have you ever heard of like the hierarchies of of addiction? So that people um, who are alcoholics look down on people who are addicted to coke um, to marijuana. Yes. The marijuana smokers look down on coke. The cokeheads look down um, on, crack on crackheads and crackheads look down on meth heads, right? And so you just did that with social media. You're like, well, I do Instagram, but I don't do Facebook. <laughs> like I said, Facebook is like the high. Uh, I, I think they're they're all using the same technology. No, they are. They, they all are polluting our minds. And uh, we would be smart to just let it go. Um, and then to tie it back to uh, cuties that we talked about earlier yes. as well. You know, the one of the really other moments that kind of touched my heart um, was when she got her, she started to get her likes that first like she, oh, did, yes. she created and that look the young actress she just captured it so well of oh my god, oh my god I, I mean something me. now yes i mean something yes but even in social dilemma they the dramatization that it, that i remember happening <laughs> with the young girl when she you know breaks breaks down the 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 controls <laughs> Her mom yes. locked her everybody's phone in this control container, and she busts it wide yeah. open, just like now, a crackhead that, would. Me, just like that, a crackhead. Just like a crackhead. And yeah. I'm, I was like, my mama would have beat my ass if I did that to her Tupperware. <laughs> I mean, seriously. She runs upstairs, and then she gets on her phone, and she posts something, and all these likes are coming in, and she is smiling into this one thing that comes in is calls her elephant ears and her entire confidence goes to so so again bringing this to us (laughs) right i realized that i um imdb the um the internet database for um, movies Mm -hmm. i can't watch a movie now without opening the app and reading the oh, app while I watch addicted. a movie. I'm addicted to that app. I mm-hmm. really am. And it's really sad because I love movies and I catch myself sometimes going on social media in the middle of a movie. And, and it's like, what is that about? I used to sort of, I used to get angry if somebody just even, if I could hear them breathe while I, know, I watched I, the movie. I watched a movie with you, yes. And you. I like, I, I, it's like church for me, movie making. Yeah. But I'm realizing I'm starting to disrespect my own church. What, did you, what thought did you have? This is going back to your hearing. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Yes, go. <laughs> so, since he can't hear so well, he has subtitles. And now I have subtitles on my teeth. You do have subtitles. And it's always embarrassing because I like to take pictures for social media and show what I'm watching. And every time I do it, I always forget that it has the damn social, it has the subtitles. Remember I called you one day and said, God damn it, Daniel. I've got subtitles on my TV because of you. 
Oh, Lord. Now, which, who of you out there actually use subtitles? I love them. I love them now. I that, that, love they, them. They, they actually work. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I, I have it on my TV now because of you. So thank you. But I can hear. <laughs> but seriously, this is, you know, I, we, we brought these topics to you today because we really want you to think about how you are engaging in your social media, media world. Yes. Um, and, and not just your children. You, and monitor your children. We need to trust our children. But I think it's about educating. It's not about policing. Yes. It's about educating. Yes. Talking about sex. I told my mom recently, how can I tell this without sort of infringing? Um, but I, 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 uh, I, I have a niece who is starting to um, recognize her own sexuality. Yes. And I just told mom, I was like, you got to just talk about it. You got it because no one talked to me about it. And I think this is the second time I'm referencing red truck without talking about red <laughs> truck. But I have a red truck story, right? Because no one talked to me about yes. my my curiosity around sexuality. Yeah. So, yeah, just just pay attention, you know, um, talk to your kids. Um, and I would even say if you have kids that that are younger than 15, you really should be really controlling the amount of time that they're using their phones and social media. Well, I'm sorry. We're not we're not parents, though. So I think that would be an interesting show. I would love mm-hmm. to have a conversation about that. Yeah, I just kind of. It's, it's an interesting dilemma. Yeah, I, well, look, that's what it's called. Social, this social, social dilemma. dilemma. Social we, dilemma. We probably should move into it, but is there anything else you want to say? No, just just thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs> that feels better, right? Oh, it's a relief. It's a relief. So um, can I do my up first? Please, because I forget what my up is. I have to remember <laughs> what my up is. Yes. So, yes. Yeah, so, okay. So my up today comes from my hairdresser, my my my, my um, really good braider, hair braider. Her name is Zania. Um, and you can find her at um, Zania's Queen on Instagram. But she does amazing braids. Um, and she just started a new line. And it is a lip glaze product. Okay, look. <gasps> yes. And- For those who are listening to the <laughs> podcast, we have bright colors, pinks and purples and oranges. But lip gloss. It reminds she- me of my sister used to have little lip gloss like this. Yes, yes, yes. She actually started um, this new line. It is all natural. She's very organic and natural. And so I actually um, bought her product a couple of weeks ago. And I will tell you this. Um I love it. It's not sticky. It's not tacky. It shines. Are, are you wearing it today? I am wearing it oh. on top of my, my 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 MAC lipstick. But the lip glaze is amazing. You can find her um, to order your lip glaze at www.colorfuldiamonds20.com. And we're going to put that on the screen as well. But um, I love this product. So, Very nice. so Zania, If it weren't COVID, I would put it on Zania, but <laughs> COVID's going on, so I can't practice. Mm-hmm. But, but just imagine this on my mm-hmm. Exactly. But I love your product. And I'm telling you, if you are watching, please go to her website. It's a natural product. Um, and I love it. Awesome. And just to clarify, these are not paid um, segments. Um, our ups are genuine things uh, that we have yeah. encountered that we think that you um, might enjoy. So yes. we will never accept. Well, no, no, we will never. <laughs> we'll never accept money. Are you accepting money? No. So these are not paid advertisements. <laughs> Um, so my up, actually, I, I have two quick ones. Okay. One is I was coming in today and um, traffic was a beast. And so in order to um, provide a gift to you all, because I got in a little later than I did, I actually stopped by Starbucks. Yay! And, and for the first time, I actually ordered through their app. 
and I had curbside pickup. And I have to tell you, that stuff worked. I, I like I got here pretty quickly from when I said yes. I was going to do it. Right? I I ordered. By the time I got there, I think I was waiting outside for two minutes. So. Check out the Starbucks app. It's totally worth it. I was able to pay for it through the app, order while I was still on 95, get off the freeway, pull into the thing, and bam, it was done. Social distancing, had my mask on, he had his mask on, so that was awesome. Awesome. And then my other one is, you know, one of the things that I miss so much, Upenda, um, during this time is the theater. Mm. I miss the theater. And, you know, I, I am a, an actor. I'm a trained actor. I worked as a professional actor on stage. And my favorite thing to do is to go to live um, theater and musicals, plays. And, I mean, I've, I'm tired of my TV. I'm tired of Netflix, right? We talk about Netflix because there's nothing else to do yes. or see, right? But I forgot that I had purchased a few months ago for like $9 a month um, Broadway HD. Okay. It's an app. Okay. It's an app. And you can then link it to your TV and you can actually watch Broadway productions on your TV screen. Wow. It's amazing. And they're, they're can wonderful. You share, can you share your um, login with me so I can? <laughs> sure, I will. Because I keep forgetting I have it. So you're like, nine, I'm paying $9. Share, me, share your login with me. <laughs> but, but also the cool thing is you can sign up for a month, watch the shows you want for $9 and then cancel. So um, you don't have you don't have to pay a year in advance. So it's only $9 a month. It's So I think it's cheap. And it, it you have the ability to watch. And I, so I watched um, uh, Miss Saigon recently and i watched a great um memphis which is the musical i'd never seen mm -hmm. before i have a whole list of shows i want to watch so broadway hd it's an app and you can also get it on your on your internet on your television and you can watch broadway shows from the comfort of your couch that's well, my up today well thank you for your up and thank you all for watching we love you guys bye See you later. bye